Hello, everyone, and welcome to the audio news from Archaeologica. I'm Laura Kennedy. Rick Pettigrew is away on assignment with our tour of Iran, so I'll be telling you about four of the best stories posted online this past week by our partner, Archaeologica.org. Here are the headlines in archaeological and historical news for the week of October 23rd through the 29th, 2022. We begin this week in Britain, where archaeologists have excavated a Roman villa complex, including a bathhouse and its hippocost system used for heating. The villa, located in Kent, was first identified by aerial viewing via Google Earth. Hippocosts were indoor heating systems used during the Roman period. According to site director Richard Taylor, discoveries of intact hippocost systems are rare. Hippocosts worked by circulating hot gases in the enclosed space beneath the building's floor, which was supported by brick, stone, or concrete pillars placed in the building's cellar or basement. Hippocosts used wood fires that heated air, which was then directed into the subfloor space, transmitting its heat through the floor to warm the building above. A working hippocost system ensured warm and inviting spaces. However, due to the expense of construction and the labor needed to tend the fires, they were limited to the private villas of the wealthy and to public buildings. Finding this hippocost under the bathhouse of this villa indicates that its owners were among the higher status members of Roman British society. As reported by Heritage Daily, the excavation was part of the more comprehensive Kent Archaeological Society Trostley Heritage Project. The dig recovered several significant artifacts. These include an amphora-shaped belt ornament, a small Romano-British key, two 4th-century coins, pottery remains, and fragments of wall plaster from the villa's main building. Some pieces still show something of their original vibrant colors. The team estimates that the villa dates to around the 3rd or 4th century AD. These Roman-British farmers weren't the first residents in the area to leave major remains. The Coldrum Long Barrow nearby dates to around 3900 BC. Thus, some of the nearby land was likely farmed for thousands of years before the villa was built. The Kent archaeologists are planning further excavations next year. Our next story this week brings us to Iraq, where archaeologists working to restore the iconic Mashki Gate, once an elaborately decorated entryway to the Assyrian city of Nineveh, found some previously unknown carvings that survived ISIS terrorist attempts to destroy all such artworks. As reported in Smithsonian Magazine, a project to restore the Mosul Gate after the ISIS damages found eight new, intricately carved marble bas-reliefs depicting scenes of war, grapevines, palm trees, and other motifs. The decorative gate dates back to the reign of King Sennacherib, who headed the Assyrian Empire from 705 to 681 BC. The militant Islamic State group, known as ISIS, bulldozed part of the Mashki Gate in 2016. This destruction was part of a larger effort to destroy pre-Islamic artifacts and historic sites between 2014 and 2017, when ISIS occupied parts of Iraq and Syria. The Mashki Gate's remains had been previously restored in the 1970s as an iconic element of Mosul's skyline and a symbol of the city's deep history. 
according to the International Alliance for the Protection of Heritage in Conflict Areas, known as ALIF, this is why it supports present restoration efforts, as also why ISIS targeted the gate, as a sign of Iraq's long pre-Islamic history. The researchers believe the carefully carved panels once decorated Sennacherib's palace, then were moved to the Mashki Gate, probably during his grandson's rule. When placed at the Mashki Gate, the slabs were partly buried. As a result, the portions of the carvings that remained underground were preserved, even through the ISIS destructions of 2016. Carvings on the sections not buried have faded away entirely. Once the restoration is complete, Aleph intends to transform the Mashki Gate into an education center where visitors can learn about Nineveh's long history. Our third story this week brings us to the United States, where drought conditions are uncovering interesting objects formerly underwater in the Mississippi River. According to the Missouri Department of Conservation, the Illinois-Mississippi's river gauge dropped to nearly zero in Illinois last week. According to data from the National Weather Service at Memphis, Tennessee, the river dropped to minus 10.75 feet, the lowest level ever recorded there. As reported in Popular Science, further downriver in central Baton Rouge, Louisiana, low water exposed shipwrecked remains of the Brook Hill trading vessel dating back to the early 20th century. According to Louisiana State University archaeologist Chip McGimsey, the Brook Hill was probably manufactured in 1896 in Indiana, before it sunk by storm on September 29, 1915. Some of the Brook Hill surfaced in 1992, but far less of it than is now exposed. Further upriver, in Clarksdale, Mississippi, a rock hunter stumbled across human remains. According to local county chief medical examiner Scotty Meredith, the remains include a lower jawbone, rib bones, and other unidentified bone parts. Gulf of Mexico saltwater is also creeping up the river. The Army Corps of Engineers is building a 1,500-foot-wide underwater levee to keep salt out of Louisiana's drinking water. According to the U.S. Drought Monitor, severe drought is covering more than 70% of Arkansas and close to 40% of Missouri. This marks a marked increase from September's 5%. Memphis, Fayetteville, Arkansas, and Springfield, Missouri all saw record-low precipitation in the last month. According to the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, the region's drought will persist through January 2023. This suggests that further historic and prehistoric remains may soon come to light. Our final story this week takes us back to the UK, where new research examining the first genetic data from Paleolithic humans there indicates that two distinct groups had migrated to Britain around the end of the last ice age. As reported in Eureka Alert, the new study was carried out by the University College London Institute of Archaeology, the Natural History Museum, and the Francis Crick Institute. Researchers explored DNA evidence for one individual from Somerset and another from North Wales. Both lived 13,500 years ago or more. Very few skeletons of this age exist in Britain. The study used radiocarbon dating and other chronological analyses, as well as DNA extraction and sequencing. 
the DNA suggests that the movement of people into Britain after the last Ice Age included at least two groups with distinct origins and cultures. The new genome sequences now represent the earliest chapter of the human genetic history of Britain. However, ancient DNA and protein studies may soon take us back even further into prehistory. The DNA from the Somerset woman, who died about 15,000 years ago, indicates that her ancestors were part of an initial migration into northwest Europe around 16,000 years ago. However, the man from North Wales came from a later group, around 13,500 years ago. His ancestry aligns him with a western hunter-gatherer group whose origins are thought to be as far away as western Asia or the eastern Mediterranean. These migrations would have occurred after the last Ice Age. During that Ice Age, about two-thirds of Britain was iced over. As climates warmed and glaciers melted, profound ecological and environmental changes resulted. Humans moved back into northern Europe, including Britain. The two groups were not only genetically distinct, but culturally as well, with differences in diet and burial practices. According to study co-author Dr. Rhiannon Stevens of the UCL Institute of Archaeology, chemical analyses of the bones showed that the individuals from Wales ate a lot of marine and freshwater foods, including large marine mammals. The remains from Somerset showed no consumption of marine or freshwater foods. The Somerset woman's diet focused on land animals such as red deer, cattle, and horses. The mortuary practices of the two groups also differed. Although there were animal bones found in the cave where the Somerset woman was buried, these consisted of art items, such as a decorated horse jawbone. No animal bones were found that showed evidence of having been eaten by humans. The scientist noted that this indicates the cave was used as a burial site, rather than as a dwelling place. In contrast, animal and human bones found in the whale site showed significant human modification, including human skulls modified into skull cups, which the researchers believed to evidence ritualistic cannibalism. Individuals from this earlier population may be of the same people who created Magdalenian stone tools. The Magdalenian culture is also known for their iconic cave art and bone artifacts. The study was published this week in the journal Nature Ecology and Evolution. That wraps up the news for this week. For more stories and daily news updates, visit Archaeologica on the World Wide Web at archaeologica.org, where all the news is history. Also, be sure to check out our new subscription platform, Heritage Broadcasting Service, at heritagetac.org. I'm Laura Kennedy, and I'll see you next week. This has been the audio news from Archaeologica, presented by the Archaeology Channel. Be sure to check back with us next week for our next edition. You can spread the word about the audio news by clicking on the Share This link on our audio news webpage, or just by telling your friends. Thanks very much for stopping by. Thank you.